a live show. On the show, we connect authors to each other and we help readers find new authors to love. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Hello everyone and a hearty welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. Here at the Writer's Corner live show, we connect authors to each other and we help readers find new authors to love. Now, you probably already have your favorite type of book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, but you never know. We may just introduce you to a new genre or author to love and discover books that you didn't even know existed. On the Writer's Corner Live show, you will meet seasoned as well as new and aspiring authors. And some of our seasoned authors will share their tips and tricks of how to get published right the first time. But the great thing about the Writer's Corner Live show is that you get to hear the backstories from the authors straight from the author's, author's mouth. So, Welcome to the show again. I'm your host, Bridget Mbanda. I am a global goodwill ambassador and a live streaming advocate, and I love brands to help brands, entrepreneurs, and authors tell their stories and have a great time on the show. And my amazing co-host is Mary Elizabeth Jackson. She's an award-winning author of the Poolicious Children's Book series. She's also wife and mom of three inspirations. She's also a special needs and disabilities advocate from the USA. And if you didn't already know, I am in Cape Town, South Africa. Mary, a hearty welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? So excited to be here this morning. And I'm so excited about our author. Um, her, her, her book is just so her story is wonderful and um, she's delightful and I, I can't wait for us to have her on and get to talk to her, hear her journey, what inspired her and, um, you know, what her future goals are as well, what her plans are. So it's always fun to hear people's story. And it's just, I mean, we're so lucky to get to meet the people that we get to meet. It's, it's really a blessed joy, isn't it? I know the past year has been an absolutely amazing journey. I have loved every minute of it and I continue to love every minute of it. And I want to say hello to Corinda, who's already joined us. Um, he said that there's a bit of an echo. So let me know if there is still an echo. Um, and we can try and fix that. That'll be great. So Daniela is a recipient of the Artist Fellowship in Writing from the Massachusetts Cultural Council. And she also had a scholarship for the Tin House Summer Workshop. Her short stories, poems, and essays have been published in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Marie Claire, amongst others. She was born and raised in Bulgaria, and she lives in New York City in the USA. Her novel, which we're going to talk about a little bit today when she comes on, is called Her Daughter's Mother, and it's her first novel. 
This gripping novel is both a twistful domestic suspense and an exploration into the emotional and ethical complexities of advanced fertility treatments and motherhood. When a newly pregnant woman crosses the line and befriends her anonymous egg donor, she's surprised by the unlikely friendship they form and is blindsided when a new friend disappears. As one of the last people to have seen her, she becomes a key suspect in a possible crime. But the truth is even more complicated than she could have imagined. I mean, does this sound like a story or sound like a story? Yeah, <laughs> it is gripping stuff. Yeah, and my mom is visiting right now. My mom's like, ooh, can I read this? And I'm like, absolutely. So my mom's reading it right now. She says it's great. Wonderful, wonderful. I can't wait to hear her backstory. I mean, mm -hmm. she was described, I mean, she's got some illustrious reviews um, of her book, which speaks mm -hmm. for itself, you know. Um, she was named the, the most anticipated book of the summer by Crime Reads. Mm -hmm. um, the O Magazine named her the best beach read in the year. Um, you, your post described as the best beach read of 2019. I mean, she's got some raving, raving, raving reviews. And I think we should bring her on. What do you think? Yes, I do too. We're very blessed to have her today and very excited to um, hear her story and let her share her book and her, her life with the world. Let's do that. Shall we invite her on? Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Daniela. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, we're so excited for you to be here. I like her, your little wow on the, <laughs> the intro. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> you are wow. You have a wow career going on. It's exciting, isn't it? Thank you. Yes, I'm super excited. Yes, absolutely. So can you start off by telling everyone, um, okay, so this is your debut novel right and what inspired you I'm, i mean virginia and i always want to know about what the inspiration is for an author so let's just start right there you know what was your inspiration for this story and is um is any of it um as virginia will ask you because she loves to know anybody in the book is it anyone that's in your life you know that it's based off or you've kind of woven those characters from real life people you know in your own life into the book uh, to start with the first question, I was inspired by my own experience. Uh, before this book, I actually wrote another book, and it was on a topic I didn't know anything about, and I had to do research, and that didn't go so well. So I feel like I knew better when it came to the next book, and I wrote uh, about something I knew a lot, uh, which is infertility and de dealing with uh, infertility treatment. Um, I, I struggled uh, to get pregnant. My husband and I tried uh, numerous treatments, including uh, an egg donor cycle, and it didn't work for me. 
but I thought it would make for a great premise for the book. And that was really um, how the premise for the book was born out of my own unsuccessful experience. Well, and your story will help others. And there are a lot of women who struggle with this. You know, um, I know growing up, there's a lot of friends of mine and, and we think it pertains to where we, where we grew up and growing up around orange groves and asbestos and chemicals that were used. Um, uh, a lot of girlfriends of mine had to go that route, um, the infertility, I mean, having all the treatments done in order to have children, and, and not everyone was successful with it. And, and I myself was told I was never going to have children. So I, you know, I have a lot of compassion for that. And, um, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a good story for, for people to read, won't it? Thank you. Yeah. Daniela, where does the name, I mean, how did you decide on the name of the book, Her Daughter's Mother? The title, actually, uh, I owe to a very good friend of mine who is also a writer. Uh, she read the book. She was one of my early readers. And later on, when I um, was looking for the best title, she's the one who came up with that. And I love it because it brings in the two women in the story, the woman who is carrying the baby and also the woman whose genes the baby will inherit. Mm, right. It's a perfect name. And it also makes you think, right? It's hard at first to know, wait, what? Right. Like her daughter's mother, what? You know, it's like a quiz. So um, I really like that about the title. Yeah. I know. I mean, when I first heard the title, I'm like, wait, what? I need to wrap my head around this title. What exactly does it mean? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I owe that title to my friend and I love it. Oh, yeah. It's a wonderful. Yeah. So I love all the complexities that the book brings out. Um, and it's, it's, it's brutal honesty about the process. And I think this book is very enlightening for couples um, who are having fertility issues. Um, I, you know, the honesty in the book, for example, there was that, you know, the section that talks about how you looking at donors and it's like going through the shopping catalog, you know, as if it's something that you shop online for, um, you know, <laughs> that was quite enlightening. And then you're looking through the, the qualities of a potential donor, you know, you talk about going through, looking at all these donors with your husband and you're thinking, heck, I'm competing with a younger woman here, you know, for an egg. Um, and, and where does that leave me? And all the, the complexities that, that, that arises, um, you know, how did you deal with those emotions and how were you able to honestly put them in the book? Yes. So as I said, I was drawing on my uh, personal experience. I experienced all that, all of that firsthand. And even though my protagonist is very different from me, I drew on those experiences. And um, I'm glad it comes through the honesty and the brutality uh, that you're faced with uh, while going through that experience. Um, it's really emotionally very difficult uh, experience for both parts in the couple um, and so I was hoping to show a little bit of that and that's why I used 
uh, three different points of view because I wanted all three people um, in the story, uh, the father of the baby, the mother who is carrying the baby, and the young woman whose uh, egg uh, they're using. I wanted all three of them to have a voice and to tell their own story and their own experiences with that. That's wonderful. So did you, um, I, I know I asked you before the interview, because and Bridgette and I want you to share this because everyone's journey is different. So you you wrote this book, you had the manuscript. So did you send your manuscript directly out to publishers or did you go the literary agent uh, route first? And did you ever consider self-publishing? I went first to a literary agent. Okay. Um, I worked with uh, my agent on about three drafts before we agreed that the manuscript is complete and ready to uh, start showing to publishers, at which point she started submitting it to publishers. Uh, and to answer your second question, no, I, I never considered going the self-publishing route. Um, I don't think I will be able to do that. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm quite disorganized. And even with, um, I mean, just promoting the book is not um, something I'm good at. Um, I'm an introvert. I'm shy. Uh, I don't think I will be good at um, self-publishing and self-promoting. So will you be doing, will you be okay with like uh, live events then and, and book events and signings and if people call and will you feel comfortable enough to go and talk in, in person? Oh, absolutely. And I just had uh, my book launch um, last week on Wednesday, which was fantastic. Oh, wow. uh, I have another event coming up uh, this Thursday, uh, then um, going to Connecticut for another event uh, on Sunday then DC, LA. Um, yeah, I have a lot of events. Okay, so you've got a tour going then. Very good. Yes, yes. That's wonderful. How exciting all that is. Very exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. Can people Thank go you. to your website and see where you're going to be in case they're there or they're, you know, you have a fan who lives uh, in one of those areas, they can come to wherever your book event is. Absolutely. Uh, I have all of my events on my website, daniellopetrovo.com, and they can find uh, all of that information there. Wonderful. So, Daniela, I want to ask you, you know, everybody has a story in them, um, mm -hmm. and some stories are more personal than others. Um, and when you write a book, you're literally bearing your soul. And, you know, the nature of your book is is really soul exposing because it's such a deeply personal topic what was it that made you want to write about it and who was your support system in writing the book um it was very cathartic to me to write this book because as i mentioned i wasn't successful and i wasn't able to um have a baby after years of uh, struggling with infertility. And so eventually I realized that it's not going to happen for me and I made peace with that. I have been writing since I was a little kid in Bulgaria and writing short stories, poems. As I mentioned, I wrote this other book before this one and that wasn't good enough. I'm actually embarrassed by it now. And so um, I, started writing this book um, and uh, it was very, very 
cathartic for me um, to write about all of these experiences uh, from the point of view of different characters. And um, yeah, and in terms of my support network, my fiance is my greatest supporter. He has been there for me throughout this long process um, I actually wrote the first draft back in 2012, but had to put it down uh, as my, after my latest miscarriage and my um, marriage fell apart um, at the time. So I put it down for a few years and I picked it up again in 2015. And so, yeah, it took a lot of years working on it. It was worth it though, wasn't it? Because where you are now, it just, it wouldn't have been the same had it all happened back then as it is now. It has totally different meaning and it's all divine, isn't it? Absolutely, it was the right time and it flowed. Um, whereas before with that first draft, I was really struggling and um, I couldn't figure out how to proceed. So it mm -hmm. was the right thing to do, yes. Um, it's amazing that, you know, I asked that same question to Rachel Klein last week and I asked, you know, would you have, do you have any regrets about not writing your book sooner or not starting earlier? And she said, no, it, you know, for her, it was the right time. Um, and she felt that if she had, you know, she felt she couldn't write with the authority that she could write um, had she written it sooner. And I think for you, it was the same way, you know, you had to go through that process to get to the point where you were able to write with clarity. That's a good point, Brigetti. Very good point. The authority is different when you have to stop and go through something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I couldn't have written on this topic, uh, say, 15 years ago. Um, so definitely. But I had been writing um, about other topics. So, yeah. If you had to give anyone else some advice based on your experience um, personally and with having written your book, what would that advice be? I would say keep taking classes or working with other writers. Uh, writing groups are very helpful. As you can hear my accent, I'm an immigrant. I'm writing in a second language. And when I came first to New York more than 24 years ago, now um, I barely spoke any English. And so I almost gave up on my dream to become a writer, but I kept uh, taking creative writing classes and I kept writing even back when I could barely string uh, a sentence, right? Um, words into a sentence. And so I have, even though I, Studied um, and had very uh, many different careers throughout all this time. I uh, kept taking classes on the side, and um, that has been very helpful. I would say um, being open to uh, comments and criticism, growing thick skin, uh, being able to hear uh, people's advice, what would uh, make your work better, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That construct we have to have that constructive feedback and being able to uh, bounce ideas and thoughts off of someone else because um, sometimes we can get boxed into an idea and can't see past it. And then somebody else's viewpoint can really help us go, oh, yeah, that works even better than what I originally um, thought of. Or if, if you're stuck, they can help you to get past that. So um, you do have to have a thick skin because not everybody's going to like what you're doing. 
Absolutely, yes. Daniela, did you write your book longhand, and did you write it from um, from notes that you made throughout your journey? How did you physically get the book done? Um, no, I didn't write longhand. In fact, it's been so long since I've written anything longhand. I almost feel like um, I can't think unless my fingers are uh, on a keyboard. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I didn't take notes. Uh, no, it all happened um, years later. Um, I definitely planned ahead and I tried to do an outline, uh, which in the end it didn't really work and the story changed so many times. But um, I would write um, little sketches on characters, um, things like that. Uh, but mostly I wrote it on the computer typing. What has been your highlight of becoming a published author so far? I would say walking into a bookstore and seeing your book right there on the table has been tremendous. I mean, <laughs> that really drove it home. It's been such a surreal experience and um, it's been so busy and um, yeah, I, I I really loved seeing actual book in the bookstore. That's exciting. Very exciting. You have to kind of pinch yourself a little bit, don't you? Absolutely, yes. I mean, I still do. And as I said, even when I got the box of books, and yes, here they are, hardcover books with, you know, my title, my name, clearly it's my book. It still didn't feel real until <laughs> I saw it in the bookstore. Right. Oh. Well, that's such a blessing. Thank you. Yeah, so excited so for you. So where can people find your book um, online? So it's um, online on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, all of the indie uh, providers. Um, so also going to my website. And from my website, I have links to all the different online providers, but also in all the bookstores, um, indie or major uh, bookstores. Do you plan to translate your book into your mother tongue or are you just happy with the English version? So yes, the book is coming out in Bulgaria in October and they sort of asked me if I would translate it, but there is no way. Um, as I said, I've been away for 24 years and um, you know, languages change. Uh, there are a lot of new jargon and phrases young people use that I wouldn't be familiar with. Uh, and that would be very important for the voices of one of my characters. Um, so yeah, there's no way I can do it. Um, and it's a totally different skill. I really admire translators. I, I feel like I cannot do that. Mm, yes, they are very special, aren't they? Yes, yes, because you can't translate literally, so you have to find the equivalent phrase. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's very difficult. Mm. Very cool. Wow, that's, that, I think that is amazing to be able to have the book in your mother tongue in your home country, um, because I'm sure you've got, a, you know, a huge fan base back in Bulgaria, and I think it'll be amazing for them to be able to have the book in the local language. So congratulations 
um, with that. How can people connect with you on social media? I am on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and of course on my website, daniellapetrova.com. Okay. Wonderful. And I, I would love to hear from readers. I, I love engaging, hearing um, their thoughts about the book. So please definitely get in touch. Absolutely. It would be wonderful. So please, you know, if you've got any questions for Daniela, reach out to her on social media. She'd be happy to connect with you there. Daniela, it was wonderful getting to know you a little bit better. Um, you know, huge congratulations with your book. It's it's an awesome book. And um, I know that many people are going to be reaching out. You, you've had rave reviews. Um, for your book, which is amazing for a first book, you know, mm -hmm. to have so many great reviews. Um, so congratulations, well done. I guess, I think it was worth the wait, wasn't it? Thank you so much and thank you for having me. Mm. Well, we'll have to have you back on, you know, in the future, you'll have to keep us, uh, you know, apprised of what's going on and we'll have to follow your career as it goes. So we're very excited. Absolutely. To Thank you. Absolutely. So I would love to be back. Oh, wonderful. I mean, it was a delight to get to meet you this morning. Thank you for coming on. Daniela, don't go anywhere. Stay in the green room. We'll be back in a bit. Great. Thank you. I want to say a huge big thank you to everyone who's joined us live and anyone watching um, or listening to the podcast on the replay. Thank you for joining us and have an awesome week further and we'll see you again next week. So from me, Bridgette in Cape Town, it's goodbye for now. Yes, and me, uh, Mary Elizabeth in Tennessee in the United States, it's goodbye. Have a blessed day. Thank you.